Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Mr. Call Screener, keep the liberal phone line open, please. I have a question for liberals and other irregular Americans. Can you tell me what the House of Representatives has done for the American people since the Democrats have taken control? What have they done? What have they done on health care? What have they done on the border? What have they done on the debt? What have they done? I want to know. It's been a while now. Half a year or so. So as a substantive policy matter, what exactly have the members of the House of Representatives done on behalf of the American people now that the Democrats have controlled it? Also, they just took a vote in the House of Representatives on impeaching the President of the United States. And overwhelmingly, the vote was to table it. In other words, no. 332 to 95. 332, I said, to 95. Let's see how fully that's covered by the Constipated News Network or MSLSD or the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost or all the rest. The House of Representatives is an utterly useless body. Utterly useless under Nancy Stretch Pelosi. Stempy Hoyer and the rest. Utterly useless. So the impeachment effort by Al Green, not to be confused with the late singer, he's a clown, he's a representative, 332 to 95. They're going to keep talking about impeachment on TV? Yes. There are more radical kooks in the media than they are than there are in the House of Representatives. It's true. Now, I want to congratulate CNN. They had a guest on CNN by the name of Richard Spencer. Neo-Nazi slash Klansman type. Right, Mr. Producer? Because they thought that was newsworthy. Now, why would they give a, a low life like that a national platform? Well, you see, uh, it gets a national platform because, uh, well, why? Because they want him to come on and agree with something Trump did or said, and then by implication, accuse Trump of being a Klansman or a Nazi? Good job, Jake Tapper. Good job, Mother Zucker, who... Uh, who runs that network, to give FaceTime to a lowlife, a subhuman like that? 
This is news in America today, ladies and gentlemen, news in America today. And I don't mean to upset the liberal media. I don't mean to upset CNN and MSNBC and all the rest of them. But right before I came on the program, the New York Times announced to various publishers, including mine, that on Freedom of the Press is on their bestseller list for the eighth week in a row. By my calculation, that's two months. And we're going to go for three months. Just to make a point. We'll go for three months. That's up to you, of course, but you get the point. And this is without a lot of support from people in my business, by the way, at the national level. A handful, yes. Very few columnists, very few others. That's okay. It's unnecessary. You're there. You're there. There is a, uh, a piece by a guy by the name of John Swan. Isn't his name Swan, Mr. Producer? Jonathan Swan. Excuse me. Jonathan. And uh, he tweeted out that the Iranian regime is specifically attempting in a movement to separate the president from John Bolton. Now, we, all, we also hear that from the Code Pink Republicans on Fox, on CNN, on MSNBC, and the Code Pink Republicans generally, who keep trashing John Bolton. John Bolton, who's a greater patriot than any, all of them combined. Whether well, serving at the behest of President Bush on our behalf at the U.N., serving at the behest of Ronald Reagan in two presidential positions at the Department of Justice, and now serving this president as the national security advisor. Because the Code Pink Republicans are much like the Marxist left in this regard. Not only do they agree with where Bernie Sanders the Red when it comes to foreign policy, that we should unilaterally disarm and withdraw from engagement over the, overseas. I'm talking about war, I'm talking about engagement. Uh, but their tactics are the same. They really don't have respect for the President of the United States, his intelligence, his decision-making capacity, so they want to take out John Bolton, you see, and replace him with whom? Well, apparently Rand Paul has been lobbying to be the president's go-between between Iran and the United States. Can you imagine that? And my question that I put on my social sites was, well, will Rand Paul re- be re- representing us or the Iranian regime? Because so far he's palling around with the foreign minister of Iran. Now, the radical kook libertarians came on my site and they got very upset, didn't they, Rich? How dare I say such a thing? What do you mean, how dare I say such a thing? been saying it for years. Rand Paul's a chip off the old man's block. Ron Paul. Another kook. That's right, I said it. That great newsletter he used to have. Remember that one? Oh, yeah, about the Jews in Israel. Why kick up dust? But I don't trust Rand Paul when it comes to foreign policy. He's an ideologue. I am not an ideologue when it comes to foreign policy. You need to have prudence. That is, you can't have an ideology other than you want to protect America, of course. Prudence means you look at every situation and you make a determination based on that situation, what's in our best interest, the capacity of the enemy or the would-be enemy and so forth. It's not, you know what, we've had enough of this. You can't just say we've had enough of it because they may not have, have had enough of it. 
So when you think in terms like that, you're no different than Bernie Sanders or, frankly, Ilhan Omar. In terms of foreign policy, Rand Paul pretty much shares their foreign policy. I'm sorry to be critical. I'm just trying to speak the truth. So when Rand Paul says, you know, he wants to be the go-between, according to, uh, he wants to be the emissary, Trump's emissary to Iran. It's more like Iran's emissary to the United States, as far as I'm concerned. See, Rand Paul's afraid that the president will get us into a war. He may or may not. But it won't be because of him, be because of the Iranian regime. I also don't understand. The Iranian regime is really on its back economically. It's shipping 10% of the oil it used to ship just two years ago. It's got 75% inflation. So many millions of Iranians are under the iron fist of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran and do not wish to be. Unlike North Korea, Iran doesn't have nukes yet. Iran is invading its neighbors. Iran is threatening with ICBMs and nuclear warheads to fire into the United States. And Iran has killed thousands of American troops. People say, well, you know, let's, let's, you know, what are we looking for a fight? We're not looking for anything. Iran is an enemy. Not because of anything we're doing, but because Iran is an enemy. So I point that out because, you know, Rand Paul wants to, uh, wants to be our emissary to Iran. This is from Politico. Over a round of golf this weekend, Rand Paul asked President Trump's blessing for a sensitive diplomatic mission. Paul proposed sitting down with Iranian Foreign Minister Zavad Zarif. Now it's this Zavad Zarif who's going around trying to get the president to fire John Bolton. So the foreign minister of Iran is trying to get the president to fire John Bolton. The propaganda machine in Iran can be heard on cable TV. The propaganda machine in Iran is being repeated by Rand Paul. Paul proposed sitting down with the Iranian foreign minister, Javad Zarif, to extend a fresh olive branch on the president's behalf. The aim to reduce tensions between the two countries. Trump signed off on the deal. I just hope he doesn't get sucked into this. I really do, because Rand Paul is the wrong guy to be running interference, to be running point. With Zarif in New York City this week for UN meetings and private sit-downs with journalists and think tank experts. Thus prospect of the dovish Kentucky... He's not a dovish. He's a code pink ideologue. That's what he is. A lot of these people, you know, who say America first, they don't believe in America first. They believe when it comes to foreign policy, America last. The uh, Kentucky senator serving as the administration's chief diplomatic emissary has rankled many administration officials who are expressing concern that Paul's intervention threatens to scuttle the president's maximum pressure campaign against Iran. I I don't understand. I need a neck brace. I need a neck brace. My neck is hurting. It's like... I'm swinging from one direction to the other here, aren't you folks? Iran's the enemy. The Iran deal was a sellout, $150 billion plus $1.8 billion in cash. Iran's killed American soldiers. A man's threatening us with ICBMs, and they want to put nuclear war uh, heads on them. And now, uh, let's talk to Iran. 
What? Let's talk to Iran? Why would we talk to Iran when they're in trouble? It's unclear whether the senator, that is Rand Paul, will meet with Zarif. He and his office declined multiple requests for comment. Why? Go ahead and comment. But the president's willingness to tap Paul as the go-between with a top Iranian official is a demonstration of both his unorthodox approach to foreign affairs and his continuing desire, even as his aides threaten to squeeze Iran until it capitulates to the U.S. demands, to entice the Islamic Republic's leaders to the negotiating table. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll say this. The president's foreign policy has been outstanding, but this is a banana peel. This is a banana peel. His pressure on Iran is working. The regime is shaky. The only way, hear me, the only way to prevent Iran from getting nukes is for that regime to fall. Otherwise, they're going to get nukes. And so your children and grandchildren are going to have to deal with this. And can you imagine an Iranian regime with nuclear warheads? Can you imagine, we'll be long gone, those of us who are parents and grandparents, it'll be your children and grandchildren have to deal with the blackmail and the threats and all the rest. I don't think our generation should do that to our children and grandchildren. I'll be right back. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse, rejecting the idea of objective truth, They peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. So my wife is traveling from New Jersey back to Virginia. Uh, And she was helping her mom up in New Jersey. And she made a stop at a place that's now called, ready for this? The Joe Biden Welcome Center. Now you truckers out there and others who drive along 95 and various highways and so forth... You know what a welcome center is. They have bathrooms. 
you know, usually a Burger King and maybe a uh, soft pretzel place. And you can get gasoline. And did I mention they have bathrooms? So Wilmington has appropriately named the the right place after Joe Biden, the Joe Biden Welcome Center. I'm sure it's a very welcoming place, Mr. Producer. Back on Iran. There are propaganda efforts in this country. You know, we learned we learned about the Russian efforts. The Chinese do the same thing. The North Koreans do the same thing, and the Iranians do the same thing. What does Iran want today? Iran does not want further sanctions. The administration can put in place seven more significant sanctions rather than giving waivers. The regime, its economy is crushed. Now you need to understand how this regime functions. It's like a mob family. Obviously it's driven ideologically through its religious positions. But it's more than that. They divide the country up. They divide it up geographically among mullahs. They divide up the various industries. By the way, the Palestinian Authority and Hamas do exactly the same thing. Abbas's kids control the cement works and stuff like that. Well, Iran works the same way. The mullahs are not in mosques praying all day, every day. And the mullahs in Iran, many of them at the senior level who who report directly to the head Islamo-Nazi, they're on the take, they're on the payroll. And as long as they support him and do what he says, they and their families are taken care of. So they divide the economy up. And it's hurting. Their economy is hurting. So why would we... I'm just... It's a logical matter. Forget who the president is. Forget about Rampa. Forget about... How many years have we heard it's the leading sponsor of terrorism? How many years did we hear they, they made these IEDs, which were used to kill American soldiers in Iraq, blow off limbs, blind them, and on and on and on? And how many times were we told that these sanctions are very, very important because it's a very dangerous regime? Now, they were always going to pretend they wanted to negotiate because they lie. Because they like, so I'm, I'm very confounded by this. So I'm truly hopeful that the same forces in the swamp that were there during the Obama administration, some of whom are still there at the State Department and other entities within the federal government and the bureaucracy, are not winning the day. And Rand Paul has never seen an enemy where he hasn't blamed the American people for being the reason that we have that enemy. I'll be right back. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. 
register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar is a woman of color. Richard Spencer is a man of no color. And yet CNN promotes them both. Imagine that. I just tore into, ripped into, Richard Spencer, neo-Nazi, a man of no color. And now I want to focus on Ilhan Omar, a woman of color. See, this is how the media do it. And by the way, uh, when they keep calling her a woman, Nora O'Donnell, everybody, are all four, four women. I thought that was now out of mode, out of fashion. That we're not supposed to refer to people based on their genitalia. Isn't it funny how the media operate? Actually, better said, isn't it sickening? We're supposed to teach our children, forget about genitalia. Men, women, all use the same toys, same toilets, same urinals. We're not to make distinctions based on physical differences, genitalia. But of course, when it comes to a narrative, oh, these are four women. No, 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 no. They're four people. No, no, no. For women. Excuse me. I was just taught not to say that. They're four people. No, no, they're four women. Oh, okay. Four women of color. Did you ever hear Clarence Thomas referred to as a man of color? No. When they were attacking Clarence Thomas, did they say that the liberal Democrats in the Senate were attacking a man of color? No. Not once. And they never would. Now, Ilhan Omar, woman of color, is also an anti-Semite, a racist, and a bigot. Uh, Nora O'Donnell missed those points, so I thought I would underscore them. By the way, her ratings were lousy on her debut. And I want to get back to that, too. She's a member of the Foreign Affairs Committee. She was put there by Nancy Stretch Pelosi, who we know is also a racist because AOC told us she's a racist, even though she pulled back. But originally, she told us she's a racist. She's also a woman, may I say, of no color. Here's Representative Ilhan Omar on the House Foreign Affairs Committee today. Cut one, go. As in all diplomacy... 
truly pursuing peace isn't just about punishing bad behavior. We must support efforts to end the occupation and achieve two-state solution. So, in other words, her obsession with Israel in the occupation. In the occupation. And what exactly is Israel occupying that doesn't belong to Israel? Air and land. Because Omar, that's a real problem, like Talib. That it is a Jewish state. They can't stand it. It drives them nuts. They were raised as bigots and anti-Semites. She and Talib, among others. They can't stand it. The occupation. This also feeds into the left. Bernie Sanders and his ilk. What exactly is Israel occupying? Well, the West Bank. There is no West Bank. The Jordanians in 1948 went to war, acquired through war Judea and Samaria, big parts of it. They called it the West Bank, the West Bank of Jordan. And forevermore now, we're supposed to call it the West Bank, you see. Never call it Judea and Samaria because that will indicate the native people of those lands, Jews. Jews. No, it's all in the Bible. I know we're not supposed to believe the Bible. I know it's not the Mueller report, but it's still the Bible. And so you see, ladies and gentlemen, we need to discuss and end the Jewish occupation of Jewish lands that have been Jewish lands for what? 5,000 years? 4,000 years? I told you that my family and I, we visited Hebron. Hebron. What's that sound like to you, Mr. Producer? Hebrew? Abraham is buried there. Isaac is buried there. Jacob is buried there. Sarah is buried there, among others. There are 85 Jewish families left. The vast majority of Hebron is now controlled by the Palestinians. Behind the scenes, Hamas, not even the Palestinian Authority. Is that occupied territory, Ilian Omar? First of all, she's an ignoramus. She has no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm using her as a foil. Abraham. Was he a Palestinian? Palestinians claim, oh yes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were all Muslims. Excuse me? Oh yeah. Palestinians are now claiming that Jesus was a Palestinian. See how easy it is to rewrite history? Snap your fingers and all of a sudden, oh, we have an occupation. Go ahead, please. I believe firmly that the path to peace does not lie in a violent means. As Martha Luther King Jr. said. As who? Martha? Was there a Martha Luther King, Mr. Producer? I don't believe there's a Martha. Go ahead. Not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. Oh, okay. We should condemn in the strongest terms 
violence that perpetuates the occupation, whether it is perpetuated by Israel, Hamas, or individuals. Oh, okay. So Israel's at the same level as Hamas, you see. Hamas, a Muslim Brotherhood offshoot, a terrorist organization. I see. You know, the second son of the co-founder of Hamas has escaped the clutches of Hamas and went on TV this a couple of weeks ago and denounced Hamas, denounced the leadership of Hamas. That would include his father. He said they live high off the hog. And you know where most of them live? In Turkey. Said they spend hundreds of dollars on wine and food while they have 50% unemployment in the Gaza Strip, despite the hundreds of millions and over time billions and billions that have been poured into the Gaza Strip. Because Hamas uses the money, obviously, uh, to build up its terrorist facilities, its terrorist capabilities. And many of its leaders don't even live in the Gaza Strip, and they visit it like tourists from time to time. It's another mob. You disagree with them, they execute you. And so this son left. It's the second son who's left. And said it's corrupt. It's corrupt. But don't tell Ilian Omar. Because you see there's an occupation. And the violence perpetuated by the Israel and the Hamas is the problem. Go ahead. We are going to condemn violent means of resisting the occupation. We cannot also... There you go, con- there you go. That's, that's, that's the occupation. What else did she say at the Foreign Affairs Committee today? And I'm sure this is covered a lie by the Constipated News Network and MSLSD. I mean, after all, she is a woman of color. I would think they'd want to cover everything she said, despite the fact that CNN had Richard Spencer on. And by the way, they both feel exactly the same way about the Jews in the state of Israel. Right, Jake Tapper? Are you aware of that, Jake Tapper? You aware of that, pal? You moron, you clown. Cut to go. This week, I introduced a resolution with civil rights leader our colleague, John Lewis, and Rashida Tlaib, who know the importance of nonviolence movements. It recognizes the proud history of boycott movements in this country dating back to the Boston Tea Party. We should honor these movements and that history. And we should honor our commitment to the principles that say we must hold our friends to the same standards. Yeah, she's a friend, you see, of the Jews in Israel. Let me tell you what she's talking about, the BDS movement. That's what she's introduced. The BDS movement. Which would economically choke off Israel. They want the world to stop trading with Israel. Stop tourism with Israel. Stop exports to Israel. Stop imports from Israel. This is a worldwide movement pushed by Hamas, the Palestinians, the Iranians, 
uh, and individuals in our country, including Ilhan Omar and Rashida Talib, both women of color, as I understand it. It gets almost no attention from MSLSD and the Constipated News Network. It does get some attention from the New York Slimes, which is sympathetic to it. Very sympathetic to it. I'm raising this to point out, again, that they can dump all over Trump all they want for the comments he made. And people may find that offensive, what he said, and so forth and so on. I understood exactly what he meant. I understood exactly what he meant. It had nothing to do with race, nothing to do with women, nothing whatsoever. But the media wanted it to be about race, and even though it wasn't, they made it about race in order to continue to push their narrative. For me, it's about who these people are in their heart and soul. They're haters. They're bigots. Now, I'm waiting for the Anti-Defamation League, which has now been taken over by an Obama hack. I'm waiting for them to put out a statement demanding that Ilhan Omar be removed from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. I'm waiting for them to put out a statement saying she should be expelled from the House of Representatives. This is yet further example of it, but nothing. But they were quick to attack Trump the other day. Very quick. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, and recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. Over and over and over again on Fox TV, behind this microphone, on Levin TV, over and over and over again, I said that the Southern District of New York did not have a campaign finance case against the President of the United States. Over and over again, this so-called legal analyst said there were secret, sealed indictments against the President. Over and over again, they told us that this would be the Achilles heel for the president of the United States. Over and over again, CNN, MSNBC, some on our favorite cable network, 
how much ink was poured into this propaganda. There was no Russia collusion, there was no obstruction, and there were no campaign violations. Breaking news, Politico of all places, Fed's probe into Trump hush money payments is over, Judge says. Because they're non-disclosure agreements, they're not hush money deals. A federal probe into hush money payments made to protect Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential campaign has concluded, according to a judge's order released today, an issue is an investigation led by the Southern District of New York connected to Michael Cohen, the formal personal lawyer, former, to Trump, who is serving three-year prison term in part for breaking campaign finance laws. Trump himself was implicated in Cohen's crimes, which involved hush money. They see, they're still at it which involved hush money payments to women that federal prosecutors had said were designed to sway the presidential election. Well, apparently not, Politico. The government now represents that it has concluded the aspects of its investigation that justified the continued sealing of the portions of the materials relating to Cohen's campaign finance violations, said Judge Pauley, a Clinton appointee. He made the disclosure in a ruling on a related matter dealing with the lease of sealed information contained in already public search warrants tied to the Cohen case. Pauley rejected the government's request to keep some of the search warrant materials in the Cohen case sealed and instead ordered it publicly released by 11 a.m. tomorrow. Pauley also said the government must publicly release a status report it filed earlier this week under seal that acknowledges the end of the wider Trump Organization campaign finance probe. How many more times, ladies and gentlemen, how many more times will the so-called legal analysts be proven wrong? The phony journalists be proven wrong. The phony anchors be proven wrong. And quite frankly, I am proven right. You can't indict a sitting president. There was espionage against the Trump campaign. These are not violations, these campaign laws, by the president or his organization. Over and over and over again. No brag, just fact. So there's no Russia collusion. There was no obstruction. There's no campaign finance laws violations. And they keep pounding the president and attacking the president nonetheless. Subpoena after subpoena. Investigation after investigation, hearing after hearing. For what? You've got a group of bigots, racist, anti-Semites, day in and day out, trashing our country, trashing people of the Jewish faith, trashing the state of Israel. They're not trashing Zimbabwe. They're not trashing Russia. They're not trashing North Korea. They're not trashing China. Israel like the U.N., their own country. And the president says, you know, why don't you leave and go back to your own... All of a sudden, he's a racist. He's awful. It's Trump. It's Trump. It's Trump. Colluded with the Russians. Lie. Violated campaign finance laws. Lie. He's the victim. He was the victim of an espionage campaign in the Obama administration. And Obama, both of them, Michelle and Barack, worth tens of millions of dollars, never questioned, no subpoenas, no interviews. 
If I were you, I'd come back. I'm fired up, and I'm ready to roll. See you in a minute. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. The Stalinist House of Representatives voted not long ago, within the last hour, to hold the Attorney General of the United States and the Secretary of Commerce in criminal contempt. The Republic is unraveling, ladies and gentlemen, at the hands of the Democrat Party. The Republic is unraveling. Now, we need to revisit something. You patriots out there, you Levinites out there. For two and a half years, this nation was dragged through the sewer for the whole world to watch. A terrible spectacle as the president of the United States was accused of colluding with Russia. We didn't come up with the word colluding. That's what the media kept calling it, colluding. Because there was no conspiracy. There was no collaboration. So they come up with this word collusion. And we're told about it day in and day out. Newscast after newscast, news report after news report, legal analysts and experts connecting dots. There were no dots. The president called Hitler. The president called Mussolini. The president called Stalin. You want to see Stalinist tactics? Look at the House of Representatives. They even changed their rules yesterday to attack the president and protect Nancy Pelosi. Today they held the Attorney General in criminal contempt and the Secretary of Commerce. Who do you think prosecutes as criminal contempt cases, Mr. Producer? The Department of Justice. Do you think they're going to, Attorney General's going to prosecute himself at the say-so of the House of Representatives? Just to show you what a sham this entire thing is. Two and a half years, the media dragged us through this. The media aiding and abetting the Obama administration, aiding and abetting lawless senior FBI officials, lawless senior intelligence officials, lawless senior State Department officials. The New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, you name it. All in on it. On behalf of Obama, on behalf of Hillary Clinton, and against the Trump candidacy and the Trump presidency. Lies from beginning to end. The victim, Donald Trump, is treated as the perpetrator. And then a a unit of prosecutors, specifically chosen because of their hostility against the president, try to set him up for obstruction. And the coward that ran the organization, Robert Mueller, is so afraid of testifying in public and negotiating and negotiating and negotiating the rules. The same man who sicked FBI, marshals, local police SWAT teams 
on Manafort and Stone, the wee hours in the morning, turns out to be a gutless wonder. He doesn't want to testify. Certainly not in public. And the weasel behind the phony emperor, Weissman, Weissman, who has a record in federal law enforcement to be ashamed of, shutting down an entire company, 80,000 people losing their jobs, Andrew Weissman, only to have his case reversed 9-0 to zero by the United States Supreme Court. This is the man Mr. Mueller chooses to be his right-hand man. And the media are fine with it. Why? Well, who the hell do you think are in these newsrooms? Weissman types. And it's worse. Day in and day out. Michael Cohen violates attorney-client privilege, violates work product privilege, violates confidentiality. The government, Southern District of New York, orders the FBI to go into his home, his hotel, his office, and pull records, not because they're after Cohen, but because they're trying to destroy the President of the United States. Coordinating with Mueller's office, Many of the individuals in his office come out of the Southern District of New York. Comey was the U.S. attorney at one point in the Southern District of New York. Now we know his daughter works out of there as well. And they indict him. One of his lawyers, Lanny Davis, stinks to high heaven the whole damn thing. Among other things, Cohen pleads to campaign violations. And then, and then the TV newsmen and women, the legal analysts, the former federal prosecutors, the former Watergate prosecutors, homeless people, whoever they can grab and put in front of a camera, go on and on about campaign violations of Trump for two non-disclosure agreements. They're called NDAs, not hush money, Politico. I suspect Politico and its corporate masters have entered into NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Typically when somebody departs from a company or even a small business in exchange for a settlement or a severance, they sign an NDA, an NDA. But the media want you to think it's hush money. It's hush money. And what did they say? That it was an illegal campaign contribution. Why did they say that? Well, you see, it's an illegal campaign contribution, they said. Because it helps promote the Trump presidency. Oh, was it a corporate payment? Was it a personal payment? Was I said it didn't matter what it was. 
It didn't matter if it was made in Krugerrands. It didn't matter if it was made with a check. It didn't matter if the Trump organization paid it. It didn't matter if the money went through the National Enquirer. It didn't matter if the president paid it with pennies. It didn't matter. It's not a violation. And yet, day in and day out, cable TV, network TV, front pages of the newspapers. Now they got him. And that tough southern district in New York, this is it. And now they got Cohen. And then you have one idiot going on about, I understand, ho, 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 that there is a, a sealed indictment. No sealed indictment. It wasn't a violation of any campaign law. This is why you come here, ladies and gentlemen. I read the laws to you. I'm experienced. I explain this to you. Then I have to drag my butt on TV over and over again to explain the same thing. But it didn't matter. The mob on TV, the mob... In the newspapers, the mob pushing campaign violations, campaign violations. And today, the judge overseeing the case, a Clinton appointee, said there's no case. The Southern District of New York admits there's no case. That'll get 15 minutes of attention. No campaign violations by the president. No Russian collusion. No obstruction. Well, the Mueller, he didn't exonerate. Excuse me. If they felt the president had obstructed, they would have told the attorney general in the report that they wanted to indict the president. They, they put together an indictment against the president, but the Justice Department wouldn't allow them to go forward. That's what they would have done, but they couldn't do it because they didn't have a case. The president says he never told his counsel that he wanted Mueller out, but even if he had told his counsel he wanted Mueller out, the record shows that his problem with Mueller was his conflict. He was conflicted. He didn't say, I want Mueller out to end the investigation. In fact, everything the president did demonstrated he wasn't interested in ending the investigation. From his public comments to access the documents to access the staff, the president wanted to end it. He wouldn't have provided any of that. But John Dean says otherwise. John Dean, who was convicted and lost his law license. A CNN commentator. Or is it MSNBC? Carl Bernstein, fat slob, sitting there with his... You'd think he'd blow his nose before he goes on TV if you get my drift. Dragged in there by the putrid... Brian Stelter, formerly of the New York Slimes. He's going to set everything straight. He's the media reporter, don't you know? Never before, certainly in modern American history, has a president been treated like this. They can go on and on about what he tweets and what he says. Never, ever. A sitting Democrat administration on behalf of a Democrat candidate who had once served that Democrat president conducting espionage activities against the Republican nominee for President of the United States. When I say it, it's hard to believe.
lying to a federal court to get a bogus warrant to go through the back door to try and go after what was left of the campaign and, quite frankly, to go after the presidential transition. Incredible. Soon after his election, they're not done. They try and sabotage him with a set-up meeting by Comey and the others, but Comey was the man who went in, with the dossier, which was a complete fiction, paid for by the Hillary campaign and the DNC and used by the Obama administration. Maybe one day I'll write the definitive book on this. Then you have the Deputy Attorney General, I still believe Rosenstein was in on it. You have the Deputy FBI Director trying to figure out a way to remove the President of the United States under the Constitution. But so illiterate when it comes to the 25th Amendment are both men. They were going to fail from the moment they even thought about it. The word impeachment is used before the President of the United States even takes office. Impeachment for what? Then we get the Mueller report, volume one. There's no collusion. We already knew this. The Russians collude with anybody. It's with the Democrats. The Democrats love the Russians and the Russians love the Democrats. Why? Because the Democrats want to unilaterally disarm America and the Democrats hate our intelligence agencies. The Democrats hate law enforcement. It's perfect for the Russians. And yet their propaganda arm, that is the media in this country, want you to believe that the Russians wanted Trump elected. Tell me, do the Russians want Trump elected now? Since he put serious sanctions in place, unlike Obama? I think not. All a fraud by the Obama administration, the Hillary campaign, the DNC, and the media working together. Working together to thwart the will of the people. This is the greatest scandal in American history. There's nothing that even comes close. And it's led by the American media. The unfree press. The unfree press. This is why you don't read reviews of the book. This is why they pretend it doesn't exist other than a zinger here and there. This is why Wikipedia does what it does. It's incredible. We need the mass media to destroy itself, to make room for a truly free press. And there is a truly free press. There is a great story at Town Hall about Matt Drudge, how he helped launch really new media on the Internet. And he did exactly that. A true pioneer, truly is. The reason why Drudge, in my opinion, isn't a very public figure, except when he wants to be, picks his shots, because he knows and I know that they would try to destroy him as they try to destroy anybody else who might challenge them. And so all weekend long, 
Just like, did he call the princess nasty? Remember that one, Mr. Producer? You can go week after week, weekend after weekend, how this goes on. These these pseudo-events, as I explain in the book, surrounded by propaganda, all have the purpose of defeating him in the next round. Because they know the women in the suburbs are very offended by Trump. That's what they tell us. When he was making headway in the African-American community, last August, polls came out. The Democrats and the media were stunned. So what did they have to do? They needed to tarnish him, smear him. And they're doing it to this day. He's a racist, don't you know? He went after these four wonderful stand-up American citizens because of their race and their genitalia. No, he didn't. He went after them because they're loathsome. They're a poison in the body politic. And you don't have to hang on every syllable and every word that the president tweets. You understand and I understand exactly what he meant. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. With the daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, that's BrickhouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickhouseLevin.com, BrickhouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. The House of Representatives has become a joke. It's made a mockery of itself under the Democrats. A mockery of itself. Holds people in contempt as if as if it's no big deal. But it doesn't matter. It goes absolutely nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Impeachment goes absolutely nowhere. These investigations go absolutely nowhere. So they've turned themselves into an arm of the DNC. And the media have turned themselves into an arm of the DNC. So this is what we're up against. Now you might notice that there are videos popping up of the Donald Trump in 1992 at a party with Jeffrey Epstein. In 1992. Using the old math, I calculate that's 27 years ago, Mr. Producer. 27 years ago. I don't know anything about this sleazeball Jeffrey Epstein. But was he convicted of something 27 years ago? Was he known to be a pedophile 27 years ago? 
Now, the first one to show this would be Joe Scarborough. Very faithful man, I understand. So I want to get into this a little bit with you, ladies and gentlemen, and why this is popping up now. I'll be right back. Where the Reagan Coalition meets every day. Call now, 877-381-3811. You know, folks, I'll tell you a little story. Then I'll get back to this effort to uh, smear the president with Epstein. By the media again. I want to tell you a little story. There are publishing houses all over this country that do not understand the staying power of unfreedom of the press. The newsrooms in most of the country don't understand it and are very upset about it. There are even conservative hosts who pretend this book doesn't exist. You know who they are. They never mention it. And they're wondering, how the hell does this keep up? Well, because Levin has this massive radio show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've written books before. They've all done spectacularly well. One, Liberty and Tyranny, is the biggest conservative book in decades. But this book is really much like Liberty and Tyranny. It's not so much a book about philosophy it's a book about what's taking place under our First Amendment and the press and what's, what's gone wrong. Everything that's going on today, yesterday, tomorrow is effectively addressed in this book. Just like the media never understood Reagan. Just like the media never understood the Tea Party movement. Just like the media never understood the Trump movement and the Trump presidency and election. They don't understand this book. They don't know what to do about it. I'm telling you the truth. This is what gets back to me. So there were a few nascent efforts early on from National Pubic Radio, from The Guardian and a few others, Washington Post, to try and deep six it quickly by attacking me. It utterly failed. There were a relative handful of reviews by conservatives, which were excellent. But the vast majority of columnists and national talk show hosts ignore it. And yet it continues to chug along. It continues to chug along. It reaches a point where a book speaks for itself. I can encourage you all I want. I can read from it. I can explain it, why I feel it's compelling. But if it didn't have five stars with a 97% or 96% five-star rating. And every time I say that, people run in there to give a one-star. But I'm telling you, if you read the five stars, there's almost 2,000 comments, 96, 97% of them, five stars. People don't have to do that. People don't have to take the time to go on Amazon and do that and write comments, and you should check out the comments. But the truth is, a huge number of you have already read the book. But the publishing houses don't understand it. Why? Because most of them are liberal. 
conservative TV hosts, most of them, not all of them, don't understand it. Why? Well, they just figure you go on TV, hawk the thing, and off you go, and on to the next thing. A lot of radio hosts don't understand it. A lot of people in the conservative movement, such as it is these days, don't understand it. Because they don't understand you. They take you for granted. I do not. They don't think you're that bright. I know you're smart. Or I wouldn't write these books. It's a lot of work. But I do it for the cause. I do this radio program for the cause. I do the Fox show for the cause. I do Levin TV for the cause. And I write books for the cause. A wonderful guest coming up on Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. Charles Kessler. One of the brightest men I've ever met. Now that tells you something. He's a professor at Claremont. I've known him for decades. We don't keep in touch all the time, but I've known him for decades. He's not only brilliant, but he has a very outstanding ability to communicate complicated subjects and so forth, which is what I try to do too, but he's really good at it. And he says to me, how do you do this? I said, how do I do what? He says, you have the Fox show, you have Levin TV, you have radio three hours, and you write books. What do you, how do you do this? I said, well, at some point, something has to give. I said, but I don't sleep well. You see, ladies and gentlemen, for me, this isn't merely about entertainment, even though it should be entertaining. For me, this is something I've been doing since I was 13 or 14 years old. It is a spark. It is that spark of liberty. And I know from my own understanding of history, reading when I was a kid, reading to today, how rare this country is, how truly lucky we are to be here, born or immigrant. What's so frustrating is you and I, we have to keep making the case for this grand country. And I've just decided watching the press over the decades, especially now in the way it has dealt with this president, that it is a, a net negative in a significant way to this republic and to liberty. Because you have the same progressive movement, if you've read one of my earlier books, the same progressive movement that has devoured our government, that has devoured our economic system, and it's getting worse, that has devoured Hollywood, that has devoured academia, well, it devoured the media. The only way out of this is through competing voices, competing forces. That's why I salute Matt Drudge, talk radio, among others. That's why I wrote this book. And you obviously know it. The publishing houses don't understand you. The media don't understand you. And I don't care. Do you? Do you? The worst thing for them is when a, the truth, the light of truth is shining on them. When the light of truth is shining on them. They can't stand it. But this is why unfreedom of the press just keeps chugging along like the little engine that could. They don't talk about it on the Sunday shows. 
They don't talk about, <coughs> excuse me, network news programs. Or meet the press or whatever. They don't talk about it on a lot of, a lot of the shows on our friends at Fox. A handful. That's okay. It's all right. Trust me. I'm not complaining. I'm just making a point. You exist out there, whether these other entities exist or not. You think for yourselves. So they're completely perplexed. How does this book just keep chugging along, chugging along, chugging along? How does it keep doing this? It's because of you. That's how. Perfect example. So here we have these stories. U.S. News, NBC News. Tape shows Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein discussing woman at 1992 party. You don't even care. I don't even care. Did he do something? No. Was somebody molested? No. So what's the story about? Well, he's with this guy Epstein 27 years ago. Okay. Something happened? No. So why did Joe Scarborough play it? Because Joe Scarborough is a whacked out crackpot. That's why. I wonder if anybody has videos of Joe Scarborough. Just I, I'm not pushing it. I just wonder. And so NBC News runs with this. The same NBC News that looked at the background of Mitch McConnell and found out that his great-great-grandfathers, two of them, had slaves. Well, why did they do that? What does that have to do with anything? Kamala Harris's father said that their relatives had slaves in Jamaica, some of whom were white. That is, some of the slave owners. Now Beto O'Rourke comes out that both sides of their family had owned slaves. So why didn't NBC pursue any of the Democrats? And why is NBC News now? Now they have pictures or tape of Donald Trump or Jerry Epstein. Now, if you've read on freedom of the press, you understand all this. All of it. You understand exactly what's going on. You understand who the media are. You understand why the media are doing it. You understand that this is a pseudo event. You understand this is the same media that covered up for John Kennedy while he was president. Lyndon Johnson while he was president. What they were doing in the Oval Office while they were president. This is 27 years ago and the president didn't do anything. But it's a story, you see. Like four weeks ago, did he call the princess nasty? That was a story. Or he says, you know, these women should go back from where they came from. Oh, look at that racist, the women of color racist. That's a story. But they're not stories. They're not. The media coming to the defense of out-of-the-closet bigots, Jew-haters, is quite remarkable. Is it not? Trump has done more to expose the media in this country than anybody else. Here's Ilhan Omar on CBS This Morning today. On CBS This Morning today, cut five, go. 
We also asked Congresswoman Ilhan Omar about her past comments suggesting some politician support for Israel is motivated by money. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle denounced those comments as anti-Semitic. Oftentimes there are uh, things that you might say might not hold weight for you, but to someone else, right? The way that we hear um, and consume information is very different. Than oh, that. I see. So when the president says go back to where you came from, uh, I didn't hear her make that defense. Did you, Mr. Producer? Sometimes you hear things the way they come out, you know, you may hear them a certain way, right? Go ahead. Next person uh, might. So you don't regret your words either? I do not, but I have gotten the, I, I am grateful um, for the opportunity to really learn. So when she talked about, ben, it's about the Benjamins and stuff like, she doesn't regret what she said. And she's on to the BDS movement the goal of which is to destroy Israel economically. Now she's going to go to Israel and and Palestine, she calls it, and she wants to go over there now to look at the occupation. The occupation. It's a disgrace, meteor disgrace. And we know why. We know exactly why they're doing this. That's why unfreedom of the press keeps chugging along. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the Nutrition Facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. Demand letters from the IRS are hitting the mail. Now, if you owe back taxes, you may be receiving one soon. And when it arrives, you'll have questions like, is it true the IRS can garnish my paycheck? Yes. Can the IRS really take my home and bank accounts? Yes. Can they get my retirement savings? Yes. And the IRS can do this and a lot more. But there is a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an official government program for tax debt assistance. Please listen. Nobody knows more about the Fresh Start Initiative than the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. Optima's mission is to stand between you and the IRS, fighting to help protect your paycheck and assets, and helping you get the best deal possible. But don't delay, because the IRS can tack on hefty penalties and interest every day. Call Optima right now for your free consultation. Free consultation while you still have options. Call 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300, Stop stressing. Stop living in fear. Get the experts. Get some help. The best. 
They've been with me for years. A wonderful sponsor. I know they're the best. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply, but for complete details, go ahead and visit them. OptimaTaxRelief.com. Now, few things in life can change your entire outlook on the day. Call from your boss asking you to work the weekend, early construction right outside your bedroom window. Yeah, in a morning when you want to sleep in. These are day ruiners. Or how about when your check engine light comes on? That usually means thousands of dollars in repairs. And that's why I have CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. And you can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. And they also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed absolutely free. If your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, it doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. CarShield administrators have paid out close to $2 billion in claims, and they're ready to help you. Don't let your check engine light change your life. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did on my 2010 Camaro. Call 800-CAR-6000, 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN, or visit carshield.com, carshield.com, use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N. In either case, you'll save 10%. That's carshield.com, code LEVIN, or call 800-CAR-6000, mention code LEVIN. A deductible may apply. Let's see. Let's go to some call. Shall we? I think we shall. Jay, Columbia, South Carolina, the great WVOC. Go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Brother Levine, how you doing? Okay, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, the first thing I want to say to idiot Omar is if you don't love the United States of America, kick rocks. And that's coming from a natural-born African-American who's been here all his life. Second thing I want to say, Mark, is this term people of color. The left has hijacked that word historically during the civil rights movement back in the back in the days, you know, with Martin Luther King and all them, when you had lines for people of color and you had lines for whites. The term people of color historically has been applied to the African American only. Not to the Palestinian American, not to the Mexican American. An older African-American pulled me to the side and told me this, and I, I, I was like, man, you're right, and opened them up. And a lot of older African-Americans are upset that uh, AOC and all these other people who claim to be people of color, they're not. And, and what I would like to see, I would like them to take a DNA test and, and see oh, how geez. much uh, uh, actual, actual color they got in them. So, again, you know, no one color is better than the next. Well, I don't think we're going to be doing any of that stuff. How about we just talk about Americans? See, they don't want to say we're for American women. How come they don't just say that? Right, right, right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, All my right, brother. Man. I appreciate your call very much. Brenda, Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Good evening, Mr. Levin. Actually, my name is Linda. Okay. But, uh, I don't know how we got Brenda out of Linda. I don't either. I told them twice. But that being Richie, said, Richie, get on your game, baby. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, it, it, I want to tell you, you are just so wonderful at the end of a crazy day. Um, it just pull it all together for us again. You get us refocused. Not that we get off track, but it's just so crazy. 
um, I always have felt for quite some time that there was an undercurrent going on in our country. And I think we're starting to see the fruits of that undercurrent. Because Rome didn't fall in a day. It was chipped at. Everything was chipped at. They're chipping at our Constitution. They're chipping at our morals. They're chipping at what our forefathers and all the people that died in the wars struggled to preserve. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. Beautifully put. Thank you, my friend. We'll be right back. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, when you listen to Amar and Talib and AOC and Presley and all. Here's the bottom line. You're a racist, you see, if you don't embrace their radical progressive agenda, their Marxist agenda, then you're a racist. Really has nothing to do with skin color, even though that's used in part. If you don't agree with them, you don't embrace their, their radical agenda, then you're a racist, obviously. And as Presley said, and I paraphrase and if you're brown skin and black skin and you're not in with the agenda then be quiet this is a fascistic mentality and more and more that's what the radical progressives are fascistic these women are fascistic not because they're women not because of their backgrounds they just are fascistic President of the United States is in Greenville, North Carolina, which is a wonderful, wonderful place. And we're going to jib him in live, uh, at least for now, because I think you'll find it very, very compelling. Go ahead. Thank you, Dan. And he will indeed defend your values, your family, and he will always defend our Second Amendment. Unlike their opponents, they're really into destroying our Second Amendment. So everyone from the 9th District, go out and vote for Dan Bishop, very special man, two very, very special people. On the issue 
of everything, a lot of issues. Democrats have put the needs of foreign citizens far ahead of our own citizens. Nowhere in this world is there anything like what's happening with immigration, how bad it is. The Democrats' open border policies deplete our public services, overcrowd our schools and hospitals, and bring crime, drugs, and deadly gangs into our community. The Democrats want to spend more money on health care for an illegal immigrant than they do for a citizen of the United States. So, just two days ago, our Department of Justice charged 22 members of the savage, brutal, horrible gang MS-13 in California. who've been violently operating for more than 10 years. We got them all. We think they are no good. With conducting brutal medieval-style killings. You know what medieval-style is? Okay. Little pieces, little pieces, little pieces, medieval-style, including the dismemberment of their victims. And they enjoyed every minute of it. These are sick people. When I call them animals, Nancy Pelosi said, how dare he use that name? These are human beings. I don't think they're human beings. Most of those indicted were in our country illegally, 19 to be exact, 19 of 22. Think of that. They want to protect. These are savage beasts. These are savage killers. And they should have been brought out a long time ago by the Obama administration. We're bringing MS-13 out by the thousands, getting them the hell out of our country. And when you read about deportation and Sunday, we've got a lot of people on Sunday, but we have a lot of people, and we're always shooting for the bad ones first, which makes sense, right? But when you hear about that, we always want to get and, — and by the way, do you know how dangerous it is for these ICE agents, these ICE and Border Patrol? But ICE, they go into a nest. They call it a nest. A nest of these killers. They're tough, they're smart, and you know what? They're great patriots. They love our country. The danger that they have is incredible. And I just want to salute, and I have to tell you, I want to salute ICE and Border Patrol, and I want to support, I want to support and salute law enforcement in the United States. These are our great people. These are great people, and they don't get the credit they deserve, but you know what? I tell them all the time, you have no idea how much the American people, the American public, you have no idea how much they love you and respect you. Law enforcement. In the recent Democrat debate, every single candidate, everyone, Biden was a little bit slower with the hand. It didn't work so well. They raised their hand in favor of giving 
free government health care. They raised their hand in giving a lot of other things that I don't think you're going to be happy with. Illegal aliens will be very nicely covered. How about California? They just approved $100 million. They just approved $100 million to take care of the needs of illegal immigrants. And then you look on the sidewalks of Los Angeles, the sidewalks of San Francisco, Nancy Pelosi's district. Nobody's ever seen anything like it in the history of our country, what's happening there. So if you don't want Democrats to raid your health care, to steal away your money, to bankrupt your country, then you have a choice. You must vote Republican. I'm just listening with you, folks. Including millions and millions of legal immigrants who work hard to come into our country, who study, who wait online sometimes for 10 years and who respect our laws and followed the rules. They deserve a government that is loyal to them. They work hard. You can't say you love our country if you want to destroy it through open borders. Open borders are a disaster. Human trafficking. You know, the first time I heard as a politician human trafficking, nobody talks about it. It sounded almost like an ancient crime. Many, many years ago, hundreds of years, thousands of years ago, human trafficking. It's the worst now throughout the world because of the Internet. It's the worst it's ever been. And the worst treated of all, children, but it's women. Women. The Democrats want to do nothing about it. Human trafficking is worse than it ever has been in the history of the world. Not just this. This is not a United States problem. This is all over the world. Human trafficking, it's a terrible, terrible thing. And uh, we're going to solve it. You know, most of it comes through in this country, our southern border, where we don't have the wall. They're not going through our points. They're not going through areas where we have security, where we have guards, where we have gates, where we have all sorts of equipment. No, they ride through the desert and they make a left where you don't have the wall. It's so simple. Everybody knows it. You know, the Democrats all know it because five years ago, before I was here, they all wanted it. Now they don't want it. You know why they don't want it? For political reasons. And you know what? It's going to cost them a lot of points in the election. I think probably cost them the election. And just lastly, Democrats also support deadly sanctuary cities which release violent criminal aliens onto our streets. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is the Mark Levin Show. I'm listening with you to the president. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Mark Levin. Mike Fargo, North Dakota, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Good afternoon, Mark. I am truly a fan. You are an American treasure. My thoughts on this whole issue with the Democrats and the liberal media is the truth is not in them. These guys go on and on and on. 
about your prejudice, your bias, you're a xenophobe. These people cannot run on their own record because if they did, they would say, we support human trafficking, we support illegal aliens, we support all these things that have been just fundamentally wrong in our country for years, and they're just bringing them back. All they got is calling the president names and calling the conservatives names. They have nothing, so they just keep lying and saying the same bunch of tripe over and over and over these are, again. These are dangerous demagogues. That's what they are, and the media are dang- is filled with the dam- dangerous demagogues. We do not have systemic racism in this country, period. There are countries that do, and you know the difference when you see a country that has systemic racism. It's always interesting to hear professors, athletes, sports announcers, uh, politicians who are wealthier than most people in this country, regardless of race, telling us about systemic racism. And particularly when it comes from individuals who, um, who know better. And so there is not systemic racism. Most of the people trying to come in uh, south of the border are not from Sweden. They're not from Switzerland. They're not from Norway. Uh, they're from uh, South and Central America. So this is not a nation that has systemic racism. You don't see people leaving this country because of systemic racism, trying to head south of the border and north of the border. It is one of the great lies. It is one of the great lies that is being perpetrated. And as I said before the break, if you really think about this, Mike, what's going on here is that if you don't agree with their agenda, their radical, crazy-ass agenda, that will destroy the, the, the principles, the ideals, the institutions that have been built over time in this country, that have demonstrated to be the best institutions on the face of the earth, always subject to improvement, uh, that they will destroy them. But you'll be a racist if you object. And so we're kind of on to them. And they're now using this word racist like you might use the word the. And if they continue to use it the way they're using it, it will cease to have any meaning. Mike, thank you for your call, my friend. Stephen, Dexter, Michigan, XM Satellite. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you for my call, Mark. You uh, bet. I am a Vietnam vet. Thank you, sir. And, and I have uh, seen many, and I did two tours over in Vietnam. And I went in when I was 17 years old. I came back, and I went over again. And I saw many of my brothers die for this country. Yep. For the belief in this republic. Mm-hmm. And to hear this Democrat bullshit. Okay, dump, 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 dump. Can't curse on the radio. Okay, I'm sorry. You to meant hear, BS. BS. Okay, okay, to hear this BS from all these Democrats who uh, want to... Uh, denigrate our great nation makes me sick to my stomach. And you put your life on the line more than once, as have others. Uh, And um, to, to listen to people say what they say, particularly people newly in this country, whether an immigrant or the daughter of immigrants, I mean, it's appalling. Absolutely appalling. It's disgusting. It is. And I just want you to know that there are 7 million 
of us truck drivers out here on the road. God bless and you. I, I have been across this country, I don't know how many times in the years I've been driving trucks. And I have talked to them, and over 90% mm-hmm. are conservative and are for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is sickening to them to hear this so-called squad kiss and moan about the life in America. We have fought for their freedom. Yep. Now, let me, let me uh, also say this to you, Stephen. There's like 40 freshmen, maybe more, give or take, in the House of Representatives. Other than these four, they don't really focus on any of the others, do they? No, they do not. Because the media want these four front and center, don't they? Yes, they do. Because the media share their contempt for the American people. When you trash America, you're trashing the American people. We are America. The citizenry. We are America. And when you are a political party that wants open borders, that wants to import foreigners into this country, they are telling you they don't like the citizenry of America. They want to change their voting habits. They want to change their living habits. They want to change the demographics. Because if the shoe were on the other foot, if the shoe were on the other foot, That is, on the immigrant. If the immigrant was coming in and they were more likely one day to vote Republican or their children than not, you can be damn sure the Democrats wouldn't put up with this for one second. Yes, sir. And I would like you to know that I have shed my blood five times. Mm. Okay? I have been hit five Mm. times in war. Okay? And not once. Did they ever come to my defense? Mm-hmm. These so-called Democrats and say that I was a hero. I don't want to be a hero. I am not a hero. But you're tired of people trashing your country and trashing the symbols of your country. Look at this Kaepernick. This Kaepernick taking a knee. Look at this uh, the, this 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 woman who was the captain of the soccer team. Like we give a damn about her. She's a flash in the pan. Nobody will remember her in, in three weeks. People who uh, who've sacrificed nothing, who've made a fortune off this country, live in the lap of luxury, are popular, famous, and they're popular and famous subsequently for attacking the country. That's your media. Stephen, thank you for your call, my friend. And even more, thank you for your service. We're very, very grateful. Jerry, Passaic, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. A lot has been covered that I wanted to cover, so we'll use two new subjects. Number one, this Democratic Party is not the Democratic Party. It's either the former Soviet Politburo or the Communist Chinese Party. And they probably would feel more at home over there, number one. Number two... What you should do with the four sisterhood, they ought to go to Zimbabwe, which was... All right, never mind. Dump. All right, thanks for your call. Can't just uh, shoot from the hip and vent your spleen. I mean, you can, just not on the program. Judy, Brooklyn, New York, the great WABC. One minute, go. Hi, Mark. Um, I want to talk about this America-loving Ilan Omar. She's such a loving person here in America that she said she wouldn't give $1 for Homeland Security... She wants to get rid of ICE. And talking about ICE, 
Um, you had some sort of uh, monologue that she was talking about that she really likes uh, non-violence. But when it comes to Antifa, and she was asked how she felt about one man with a rifle, um, Antifa, they want to blow up um, ice with some people in there. She was quiet about it. She didn't say anything. The radical Marxists are all about violence. They're all about violence. Let's just be honest with each other. I'll be right back. Thank you, Judy. Conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Do we still have a life, liberty, and Levin Netanyahu cut there, Mr. Producer? Let's find that for later, although we're almost done here. You know, uh, 2020 will be the most important election in our lifetimes. Big issues are on the ballot, the border, the Second Amendment, late-term abortion, freedom of speech and conscience. The most expensive of them all, health care. The liberals are pushing a plan called Medicare for All, and they want to take a program you seniors paid into, and we all pay into, and have paid into all of our lives, and they want to open it up all of a sudden to all comers, even the children of illegal aliens who haven't paid anything into it. It should be called Medicare for None. Now, it used to be that this was called, along with Social Security, the third rail of politics. Don't touch it. The Democrats are proposing to destroy it and to give free health care to people who haven't paid anything into it and who are here illegally. Now, this should upset everybody. Anybody with an IQ over 12. Seniors will be forced to get in line with people who've paid nothing into the program. This is unconscionable. It is immoral. It'll destroy the world's greatest engine of healthcare innovation. Have you heard from the AARP on any of this? No, of course not. They're in the back pocket of the hard left. Why aren't they lobbying hard to stop this raiding of your Medicare? And it's not just Medicare. All private health care will be gone. All private health care. The same AARP backed Obamacare. That's why I'm urging all of you to join AMAC right now. Because unlike the AARP, AMAC, A-M-A-C, will fight hard against the destruction of Medicare and all private health care. And you can help by becoming a member at AMAC.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. The stakes have never been higher. And by the way, as an aside, they have great benefits and discounts, too. So please join them. I'm a member of AMAC. It's AMAC.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. I want you to hear what Kamala Harris had to say today. I guess it's about private health care, right, Mr. Producer? And let's see. I'm looking for it now. Let's go to cut 13 first. And this is on CNN yesterday. Go. Medicare for all means that that you recognize that right now in America, 91 percent of our doctors are in Medicare. So you're not going to have to lose your doctor. It is very unlikely. It means it means recognizing that over a period of many years, the, the insurance companies have been jacking up the cost of health care in terms of. Right, so what, what, what does Medicare have to do with the cost of private insurance? Medicare is not private insurance. What does it matter if 91% of doctors accept Medicare? 
We're talking about destroying the Medicare program, eliminating it. Okay. Go ahead. Deductibles and co-pays so that right now someone who has insurance coverage will still be out of pocket five thousand dollars because that's their deductible. That's thanks to Obamacare. I was never five thousand out of pocket before Obamacare. Were you, Mr. Producer? No. So the premiums were jacked up. The deductibles are jacked up. Why? Because the government has a laundry list of things that insurance companies must offer you, whether you need it or not. Say you're a single mayor, male, you're paying for gynecological visits. You're a single female, you're paying for prostate visits. Pregnancy tests, if you're a guy. I mean, it's, it's, it's government top down. Go ahead. For most Americans, is unaffordable. The role of private insurance, are you limiting that to something like cosmetic insurance? Or what is the exact role well, of private it, insurance? It's cover what is not otherwise covered. So that includes what? Very little, because almost everything will be covered. Very little. So there will be... Th- this is a moron. This is a moron. She was a DA. She was an attorney general. She's been a senator for two years. Now she can run the whole health care system. She's a typical political left-wing hack. She's mumbling through this stuff. It makes no sense whatsoever. And your lives are at stake. Your health's at stake. Same with your parents, your grandparents, your children, and your grandchildren. Cut 14. Go. I mean, I'm not in support of, of middle-class um, families paying more taxes for it. And, and that's what I actually was hoping to talk to you yeah. about. You just said that, that uh, you were not in favor of a middle-class tax hike. Yes, correct. How do you propose to pay for your version of Medicare for Now, all? keep something in mind. This is a massive uh, movement of wealth out of the private sector, out of your pockets, out of your bank accounts, out of private companies into the government. A massive movement of wealth at the direction of the government. Like we've never seen before in American history. Trillions of dollars. And so the question, well, who's going to pay for all this? And I bet what she's going to, the rich, you know, the rich. No, the rich are not going to pay for all this. It doesn't even come close. Go ahead. Resembles what Senator well, Sanders part is Part of it is going to have to be about Wall Street paying more. It's going to have to be about Wall Street at- paying more. This is a serious person? Really? She's an ignoramus. Wall Street paying more for what? I mean, how many trillions of dollars? What is she talking about? See, she's depending on the ignorance of the Democrat Party base, which really is quite stupid, as a matter of fact. They fall for this stuff all the time. Bernie Sanders actually has more integrity than she has, and he has none. So she has negative integrity. It was like her cheap attack on Joe Biden. When she was mostly educated in Canada. Go ahead. And what we tax in terms of financial services, that's part of it. But the other part of it is to understand that this is about an investment. All right, stop, stop, stop. Taxing Wall Street, I don't care if you tax them at 100%. And financial, it won't come close. Won't come close. You were lied to about Obamacare. You were told the price of health care would go down $2,500 of premium. Never happened. You told you keep your doctor. You couldn't. You get told you can keep your insurance if you like. You couldn't. They lied, lied, lied. And they're lying now. She's lying now. Go ahead. Reap a great return on the investment. Um, I, I don't know what that means, investment. 
and neither does she. It's just a word that they've poll tested. Use the word investment, not tax, not redistribution of wealth. You want to see an investment like she's talking about? Look at Venezuela. Look at Cuba. Look at these police states. If the government can control your access to health care, ladies and gentlemen, the government controls you. That's the bottom line. That's why this is always a big issue for the hard left. Go ahead. Only look at this issue in terms of cost without thinking about benefit. The benefit to the... What does that mean? What does that mean? Remember the Weimar Republic? Well, you know, we only look... We got to look at the benefit, not just the cost. Okay, wheelbarrows full of phony money. Is that what we're looking at? In other words, ignore the economy... Ignore rationality. Ignore data. Don't worry about the cost. It's an investment. Go ahead. What will be that people will have access to health care that right now they cannot afford. No, they will not have access to health care that right now they cannot afford. Look at the Veterans Administration. That's simply a lie. Look all over the world where they have socialist health care. And if this reporter were actually well-informed, she could have pointed that out. In a lot of places, by the time you actually see a doctor, and particularly a specialist, you're dead. So how would Kamala Harris deal with that? She's never asked. Go ahead. And we are all paying a price for that. Well, Senator Sanders says that that is impossible to achieve without a middle-class tax hike. I'm not prepared to engage in a middle-class tax hike. Oh, she's not prepared to engage in that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, she is. She's not telling you the truth. Go ahead. Many studies, study after study, shows it would cost approximately $30 trillion over a decade to pay for this. So taxing Wall Street will reap $30 trillion to All right, let me, let me, let me uh, amend my comment about this reporter. She's really now zoning in very well. Not $30 trillion on Wall Street, ladies and gentlemen. The entire economy is about $18 trillion. What, what the hell is she talking about, this Kamala Harris? Go ahead. Cover this. What we're doing right now is unaffordable. She didn't ask you that. She asked you how we're going to pay for your plan. And you don't have any answer. Because you're a fraud. And before you destroy Medicare, before you destroy all private health care, before you destroy the freedom of the medical profession, before you destroy our hospitals and our medical schools, you really ought to think this out a little bit, Kamala. Go ahead. To so many American families. And the idea that we're going to go down and this, this, this level of analysis that suggests that status quo is okay. First is- of all, there's been no level of analysis because you're an idiot. That's number one. Number two, nobody's talking about status quo is okay. I don't think the status quo is okay. I think we need more competition. I think we need more insurance companies. I think we need more more plans, big plans, small plans. I think we need more liberty in our system. So nobody's celebrating or embracing the status quo. Just listen to her propaganda. But we're going down this level of analysis. Well, how are you going to pay for this? Well, I don't want to go down to this level of analysis. You know what I'm thinking? She's dumber than Biden. And that's saying something. And I think if she's the nominee, Trump's going to, 
eat her lunch. She can play her little drama scenes. She can try it. It's not going to fly. I can hear Trump now. Before you destroy the greatest health care system on the face of the earth, before you destroy private health care for unions, for individuals, for small businesses, before you destroy Medicare that people have paid in their entire lives and give it to illegal aliens and have no mathematical model whatsoever how you're going to even do any of this, before you destroy our health care system, you owe us, we the people, a better explanation. Boy, I think that would destroy her right there, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. Unacceptable. So people who have private insurance would eventually have to give that up under your plan. They would eventually be covered under Medicare for All, and they would still see their doctor. And that's what they want. No, that's not how it would work. How would that work? I don't see. That's what they want. Good Lord. God help us. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I would like to ask Nora O'Donnell a question, the new anchor at CBS, and she really flatlined on Monday in her debut. In the outrageous story they did on the president and these uh, four leftists, uh, she repeatedly, and her reporter repeatedly referred to the women of color. Now, Nora O'Donnell is not a woman of color. Is there a reason CBS didn't pick a woman of color to be the head anchor of its major newscast, Mr. Producer? Why didn't CBS pick a woman of color to be the head anchor? As a matter of fact, why didn't they pick the first Muslim woman of color to be an anchor at CBS News? See how it works? But they didn't. Why? Well, they're obviously racist, that's why. What else could be the answer? Of course. The head of Mediate is Dan Abrams. Dan Abrams is a so-called legal analyst for ABC News. He pretends to be objective, and yet he started this radical left-wing website. From time to time, we link to it on Facebook and Twitter, just to point it out. Dan Abrams isn't a woman of color. So why isn't the lead legal analyst on ABC News a woman of color, and preferably a Muslim? Why is that? Why isn't the lead anchor on CNN, rather than Wolf Blitzer, a woman of color, preferably a Muslim? Where's the woman of color Muslim on the Morning Joe show? You have him and Mika, mostly. Why is that? How about the executives? At CNN. You got Jeffrey Motherzucker. Woman of color, Muslim, fails in all three categories. How about Andrew Lack, the head of NBC and MSNBC? Same thing. And we could go on, couldn't we? Because they're frauds. That's why. As many of you know, I was recently at the Reagan Library, signing copies of Unfreedom of the Press for more than a, several thousand patriots and Levinites. Wonderful place with John Highbush and Melissa Giller. Just fabulous. 
It's almost like heaven on earth there. It was an absolute honor. It was a fantastic experience for my family and me. And you, you really ought to go there and check it out, <clears throat> as a matter of fact. For those of you who couldn't attend, I have some great news for you. Living TV's cameras were there, captured the entire event, including behind the scenes, which was really, really cool. If you're a big fan of this show and you haven't yet subscribed to Levin TV, please consider subscribing today. And to see the Reagan Library book signing event and those behind-the-scenes segments that you can't get anywhere else. And also, if you're enjoying Unfree Press, you'll, you'll want to check out a series of companion episodes that we produce for Levin TV in which I go through each chapter of the book, but I add additional commentary and insight about the absolute failure of the mass media Democrat Party progressive social activist press in this country. Now that's a mouthful for a fortune cookie. Now to see these episodes and many more, go to levintv.com, L-E-V-I-N-T-V.com, and you can sign up today. Enter promo code LEVIN, and you'll get 10 bucks off your annual subscription. If you haven't tried it yet, I want to strongly encourage you. I think you're going to say, why didn't I do this before? Now, I may not be doing this the rest of my life, folks, so now's the time to jump in. LevinTV.com, promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, for $10 off your annual subscription. All right, we only have a few minutes left. And, of course, I just lost my call screen. Now, I want to go to the caller that I had mentioned, a gentleman from Nigeria. What is his name again? Help me, please. Amelka. Amika, I'm sorry, from Virginia. How are you, sir? Yes, sir. Um, thanks, thanks for allowing me. The or ma'am, I apologize. No, it's are you a man, a... actually. All sorry. right, I apologize. Yes. Go right ahead. Thanks for allowing me the opportunity to speak on your show. I've been trying forever <laughs> to get to Yes, sir. I wanted to make two, uh, two points uh, from... Uh, um... uh, first of all, are you a man of color? I don't like that term. <laughs> of course, it's grotesque, but, you know, I'm just playing along here. Anyway, go right ahead. I never liked that term, but uh, um, I wanted to make the point that... Are you an American? I'm a naturalized citizen of America, yes. Amen. Yes. All right, go right ahead. Um, I don't think that Trump is uh, a racist. He's just uh, making uh, uh, statements that many people are afraid to, you know, to speak about. I tell my friends uh, when we talk, I say, if you don't like, if you don't like America, go back to where you come from. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. And there's no need for us to um, be privileged to live in this country. And why why is that such a horrible thing to say to somebody? Why, why is that exclusive to minorities? I don't understand. There's a lot of people coming to this country from all over the world. If you really hate this country and you and you you migrated to this country in the case of uh, Omar as an example, and you just keep trashing the country and your rhetoric is poisonous and it's bigoted and a president says you don't like the country. Go back. Why is that so racist? Not a racist uh, statement. It's just as simple as that. I've I've uh, said that to many of uh, people that I, I come in contact, and they. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Let's get your phone number because I short uh, cut you short here. Let's please get your phone number, folks. I hope you'll join us tomorrow. Jump on Amazon right now, please. Grab your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. See you tomorrow, and God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.